Germany, 377 medals. Norway, 329 medals. Russia, 314 medals. These are the countries at the summit of Winter Olympic success. This show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The athletes with a pocket full of dreams and everything to prove. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Welcome back to Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. It is the last day of the 2018 Winter Olympiad, and it could not have come too soon. I've lost the ability to speak. Like kimchi, our livers are thoroughly pickled. They're so fermented and so, so bad. So, there's a lot that's happened since we last spoke to you, and uh, the big news, obviously, straight off the bat, Pete Michael, yep, the people's hero, yeah, unfortunately could not get it done in the mass start. He qualified second through to the final, uh, and in what is one of the more bizarre Winter Olympic sports, uh, we've likened it to the Melbourne Melbourne Cup in that mm. uh, legitimately anybody can win and it's impossible to pick yep. what the form line is until the final straight. Um, he got nudged out by a Belgian competitor who is thoroughly on our shit list and yep. ended up finishing fifteenth. Yeah, so look, he he wasn't he wasn't too psyched with that, but what he is psyched about. Is about today's festivities. Yeah, Silly Sunday. Silly Sunday with Pete Michael. Olympic Silly Sunday. So as soon as we finish this, we're jumping on a train out to Gangnun. Cheeky two-hour trip. Yep, absolutely. To have a cheeky 1,000 beers with the mulleted lord. There he is. How good's that? So, minnow medals. We're going to cover that off for one of the final times of these Winter Olympics. Absolutely. And Pete's 15th has ramifications. It does. It does have ramifications because... uh, if if Pete had clocked a higher position, he would have pushed New Zealand to the top of the minnow medal tally. Unfortunately, Latvia is still there. Uh, I say unfortunately from our perspective, but also from their perspective because of their love of second. So <laughs> we, Latvia currently has 12 gallium, 11 steel, 3 brass for 26 medals. New Zealand just behind with 12, 6 and 5 for 22 medals. Romania is still in third, but the big mover yesterday to the delight of our one Danish listener. Absolutely, but my God, has he listened to the cast a lot of times. Oh, he loves it. He's even sharing it with fucking a whole bunch of Danish mumbo-jumbo thrown in before it. Absolutely. He wants to get us trending in Copenhagen. (laughs) Birchie has started sharing the minnow medal tally with... uh, He's just relentlessly posting it at the Danish Olympic Committee. (laughs) Which is amazing, because Denmark... Had a fucking day and a half. Oh, did they ever? They punched out four gallium in one day. That's that's and, mining. And geez, doesn't it feel good when half of your medals come from an event where you are literally the only minnow? <laughs> yes, that would curling. be that would be curling. Uh, the men's and women's gallium by default. No sweeter words in the English language. Yep, absolutely. So that means that it is. A dead rubber coming into the last day of competition. It is. Latvia will not be overtaken. No. New Zealand have no more events. No. And and Latvia will most likely pick up another gallium in the men's four-man bob. Uh, so congratulations to Latvia on your uh, penthouse position for the minnow medals. So we move on to our broad stroke segment where we cram legit everything into a small box uh, yep. like a hoarder trying to move house. <laughs> It is career advisors. Yep. It is the bunning snag of segments. A whole bunch of weird shit 
You don't know where it came from. And Jeff Hugel loves it. And it's just been crammed into a bunch of weird (laughs) casing. Right. First things first. Oh, okay. So, Friday night, we went out and we did something different and had 10,000 beers. Yeah, just for a fucking change. Just for a change. And we ended up at what has become our favourite, and that's a real problem, but favourite kebab shop. In Seoul, in Itaewon, Uh, it's a place called Kervan, fucking kebab shop, and we quite disgustingly ate two kebabs each (laughs) the other night. It was gross. Not a high point. Not a high point, but uh, one of the main things that come out to come out of that that little sojourn into that kebab shop was the fact that Korean people do not like being filmed while pissed. Yeah, uh, we were f- we were accruing content for a segment um, that we've we've been making called "Sleepy Koreans: Why They So Sleepy," and <laughs> it's we're still workshopping the title. <laughs> and effectively, Korean uh, guys seem to drink until they legitimately pass out. Yep, and we haven't seen anything like it. And and we've mentioned many many times on the show before that South Koreans per capita drink the most of any nation on earth big time so in the same way that in australia if you went out with your mates on the lash and then all of a sudden you were passed out you would expect strangers to film you and put it on the internet yeah we were filming people with the view to put it on the internet yep and korea lost its fucking mind yeah so we're in this kebab shop and we're there on our fucking second kebab and gus has started filming a guy on the table next to us Who's, who's asleep in a kebab? Who's asleep in a kebab? It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen with <laughs> yeah. my fucking eyes. Yeah. So he he takes this footage and then all of a sudden the guy's mates come over. The guy's still passed out, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's got and no idea. And the, the friends come over and they're just like, delete the, the video. And Gus is like, no. And they're like, no, 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 delete it. Like, show us you deleting it. And Gus is like, absolutely not. It's my phone. Go fuck yourself. And then all of a sudden, this went from zero to a thousand because yep. they then called the police. Called the police. And, uh, and we were just like, oh, no. But thank God that the geniuses over at Apple invented AirDrop. Thanks, because I, Because I said... To Gus, I said, just airdrop it to me and then delete it in front of their face, which is what we did. We still have the footage. Yes. We're going to put it up in spite. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> sleepy Koreans, why are they so sleepy? No, but I mean, that wasn't even the end of it, really, because we went outside to, to get a cab home and there was another person in a gutter. In, in a gutter, passed like, out in the gutter. Legit on the road in the gutter. And we're not talking about, uh, about people like homeless people. We're talking no. about guys like dressed young head, professionals. To, head to toe. In fucking designer shit. Yeah. Curled up in gutters. Yeah. In in a busy part of Korea. Yeah. None of it made any fucking sense. So obviously, having learnt nothing from my first encounter, yep. started filming this this guy and the, and, and, similar... and and again, it was the it was from the exact same playbook. It, one of his uh, was it his female mates or it could have been his girlfriend or something came up to you and was like, no 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 film like delete the video and <laughs> Gus is just looking at her being like. No English. This is this is not going to play out. But so I was speaking to uh, some of our mates over here last night and trying to get to the bottom of it. It's it's a very very conservative familial honour thing, right? Which is which is what we suspected. But it was an, yeah. An example that we got um, from a mate was 
one of his colleagues suggested uh, that they go out on a Thursday night. Mm. And another one of their colleagues said, but you have to work on Friday. If you come in uh, hung, hungover. hungover, that's dishonourable to my family. Legit. <laughs> like the like a boss or a co-worker said that? A or? fucking co-worker. Like, not a boss. What? Like someone on their family? On, on, on that... So the person who was going to get drunk would bring dishonour to the family of their co-worker. What? Yeah. Like, it is fucking next level. That is so bizarre. Really strange. Really, I, really odd. I thought... We, we... Yeah, we did think that that might be the case. That, that, that it would be... You know, I've, I've brought dishonor upon upon my family because I find it weird. It's just like if you're like, if there was a video that went up of me being pissed, my mum wouldn't be there being like, "My son," she'd be like, "He died the way he lived, <laughs> passed out in the gutter. gutter." But it's not like she would think that. She'd be like, "You're a wreck, man. Get it yeah, together." Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? But uh, she it- she wouldn't see it as like you know dragging out familial name through the dirt no, no having it, my ancestors roll over in their graves look if there's one thing that your mum's made very clear it's that she will call you right the fuck out oh yeah you're not which, doing something right which she which has is, done which many is, times which is frequent but yeah so that's uh, a trap for young players when you come to Korea uh, shit's a little bit different so yep. when you decide to start filming people who are hilariously and frequently over passed the top out drunk. Yep. Um, then make sure you have at least backup or uh, airdrop or airdrop <laughs> So, <laughs> the Russians. Yes. The Russians, Rick. Yes. It's been a long night. It has. So, you're aware of the Russian curler who got done for doping? I'm aware of the Russian curler who got done for doping. I'm also aware of the Russians. Fantastic. Well, here's a third thing. A Russian athlete... Say her name. <laughs> Nadezhda Sergeyeva... <laughs> She's the pilot of of the bobsled team that finished 12th. Yep. She wore a shirt that said, I don't do doping. (laughs) And she just failed her fucking A test. (laughs) This is is her in a social media film. (laughs) Look at that shirt. I don't do doping. I've, I've made... I've made Rig City shirts myself, and they still don't look as bad as that jumper does. <laughs> it says, I don't do doping, I am the sport. Which, <laughs> which I, I mean, the sport is obviously a clothing brand, but at the same, and they're the official clothes supplier to the Russian Olympic Committee. Um, at the same time, if you're going to do that campaign filmed less than a month before the Olympics... And you know that you are taking things that will kill a horse. Don't fucking do that campaign. I reckon. What was she going for? Was it the hidden in plain sight sort of strategy, where she's I, just like, "Okay, they'll never suspect me of doping now." Yeah, I'm absolutely not going to get tested. Yeah, I'm wearing this sweet shirt. Sweet it clearly jumper, says yeah. I don't do doping. Yeah, I think that there's a there's a and just a fucking head in the sand element in Russia. There has to be. Yeah. Because if you come to the Olympics yeah. and you compete and it's made very clear that every fucking person is getting drug tested. Yeah. If you're Russian, you're getting drug tested every morning. Oh, yeah. Forever. Yeah. And you decide to still dope. You love doping. Yeah. It's not like she needs a t-shirt that says, I heart doping. Yeah. Because that's the reality. <laughs> 
It is one of those things where it, it kind of becomes so familiar to you that you just love doing it. I yeah, I th- and and here's here's why she's I, absolutely gaga for the uh, for the melody. But here's why I bring it up because she got found out with a drug that increases the heart's ability to absorb oxygen. So, going back to the to old mate who took HGH for curling. Yeah, this chick is a pilot in the bobsled. Yeah, I just why make the it, hell I want to make it super super clear that the only Russians that are doping. Are Russians that do not need to dope? Yeah, because they have no fucking possible. The, the pilot's way fucking of job that experience. is to steer the sled yeah. and run for about four seconds. Totally, and, and you're the- taking horse meds. Oh yeah, oh she's far lap. It's ridiculous. She is fucking. She's all over it. So, and, but the the other thing that gets me too is like, if you've doped and you're just like, okay, I'm doping. This is what I'm doing, and you still come twelfth. <laughs> Fuck, you must be annoyed. So when I was reading this, I actually went, great. Well, I mean, obviously there's that part in Cool Runnings, uh, the official um, bobsled movie of the world, where... Jo- I've never seen it. John Candy's character, you fucking lie to my face, <laughs> how dare you. Uh, John Candy's character talks about how he um, got banned and stripped of medals for putting weights in the front of his sled. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, how would you actually cheat in bobsled? Yeah. There were in like the 60s, I think it might have been 64 or 68, all of these, uh, uh, of these Eastern Europeans got fucking banned because they were rocking up to the start of the luge, like 40 seconds before their, before their run in the double luge. Yeah. Then straight afterwards they were leaving and they were carrying their fucking sled everywhere and people were really sussed. They've gone, yeah. look at these two weirdo chicks who just fucking take their sled everywhere. Yeah. They were heating up the sled rails with a fucking blowtorch moments before the race, which reduce, reduced the friction and uh, improved the speed. So they'd rock up with this fucking welder of a sled, <laughs> jump on it, fucking cane out the best time, yeah. then run away holding their sled, refusing to do any interviews. That is so bizarre. They were always getting caught. But this is the this is the vibe, like yeah, because you're rocking up with glowing red, red handles, fucking handles, and and not only that, but there's fucking steam coming off the bobsled track, and you're also holding it with, with- black gloves and pincers. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that there's a thread here. The common theme is if you're cheating in the Olympics, you're probably dumb. Oh yeah, you're probably really dumb. I think well, less probable you are. Dumb. You are dumb. As, but there's dumb and there is wearing a shirt that clearly says that you're not doing exactly what you're doing. There's dumb and then there's Russian. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So that's, uh, that's the Russian doping scenario at the moment. Obviously, she has denied it. We imagine that the way the narrative works is in the next 16 hours, she will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> next port of call in terms of the career advisors. Um, this was covered in some outlets, but interestingly enough, because we've been watching a lot of the Olympics and the OBS, the Olympics broadcasting system, are super bad at editing shit out that's happening on the fly, as we oh, found out God. with that poor girl's nipple in the oh, figure skating. Uh, malfunctions galore. But a guy ran out onto the speed skating track as a streaker with a tutu and a monkey face pouch over his dick. Oh, 
come on. And on his rig had written peace and love love or something it. like that. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I have seen this. Yeah, his rig is awful. Oh, yeah, it's real bad. It's I a, thought I was doing badly. It was, it, oh, mate, you're fucking Arnie compared to this. I'm Peter Taffer Tafur compared it's, to that guy. So uh, it was after the men's thousand. So uh, we should ask Pete about it today. Yeah, we Straight should. after he raced. Yeah, that was super weird. And and also he hit the deck fucking hard and and just kept going. And the the, the report that I read was effectively in awe of a, of this bloke and yeah. how the dedication to finishing, despite yeah. the fact that he basically just dick punched himself with the ice, yeah, yeah was yeah. amazing. And people were applauding. Yeah, I bet. I bet they were. The Koreans. Good. Don't film me getting drunk in public. Applaud all streakers. All streakers. I'm like, come on, guys. Let's get some fucking consistency with the narrative. <laughs> uh, and great. And now this this final one, because his career advisors and we're cramming as much shit in as we possibly can, this one has a, has a link to the Olympics, although it did not happen in Korea. But it is <laughs> one of my favorite pieces of Olympic theme news this whole games. Seattle... Washington. Okay. The Washington Post received a tip from a woman who is a New York Times bestselling author. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she basically gave the Washington Post the heads up and was like, guys, in my neighborhood, there is a, a house and it is flying the Confederate flag. Now oh, that, the fuck? that is a hectic yeah, that's thing, a- especially in a... Fucking blue it, state. It, yeah, in, in Washington, right? In the, in the Pacific Northwest. That's, that's, that's pretty, that's about as close as the US gets to treason. Yeah. So the Washington Post goes out there and they're like, okay, this could be a story. They go out there, they're there for about 0.3 seconds and they go, <laughs> that is the Norwegian flag. <laughs> Hold on, who who did I get the tip from? Like, literally a a New York Times best-selling author. Oh, God. Someone who has written a book and has sold a bunch of copies. Oh, we've got to name this podcast, Dumb People Do Dumb Shit. It was ridiculous. And then they, the the guy from the Washington Post kind of gave a bit of a, a bit of a rap at the door of this, of this home. And the guy comes down and he's like, what's up? And then they're just like, yeah, what's with uh, the Norwegian flag? And they were like, oh, well, it's my heritage. And my parents were Norwegian. They came over here in the 50s. And they're like, great. Open and shut case, Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love that. Okay. So I've got one final one for you. Okay. Mate, how's this headline? Canadian ski cross racer Dave Duncan apologizes after arrest for alleged drunken joyride at Olympics. Yes. So, a Canadian ski cross racer, he, his wife, and his coach have gotten fucking lit and stolen a car. <laughs> Yes, just just <laughs> ha- just, a, just casual. Another, we are three wild and crazy guys. <laughs> so they have. They have been arrested. Police say the group stole a car while drunk and drove it to the athlete's village. Um, the driver had a blood alcohol level of 0.162. Yowza. The vehicle stolen was a Hummer. Uh, <laughs> and this bloke has then just come out and... Because Canadians are incredibly polite people. Yep. You would not imagine this is a very Canadian thing I can I cannot wait to hear the apology. Oh, man. 
it's because amazing. sorry is like hello in Canada. I would like to apologize profusely for my inexcusable actions. Words are not enough to express how sorry I am. I've let down my teammates, my friends, and most of all, my family. Yeah. You haven't let your family down, mate, when your wife was the fucking accomplice. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you are the family unit. Yeah. And you've both done so bad. On the flip side, your kids think you're a god. <laughs> oh, there are. You have captured the 15 to 25-year-old demo. Yeah. You guys can just do a fucking speaking tour called Our Rad Life and Why We Got It. <laughs> he, he should have just come out like Rachel Homan's husband, just gone, I'm not a drunk, I'm just Canadian. I'm just Canadian. But the thing is, <laughs> I, remember, I remember quickly perusing this article when it first came out uh, before they'd actually named the fact that it was Dave Duncan because all they knew about that, they were like, a Canadian athlete has been, uh, has been arrested and... Um, He's a ski cross competitor. And then basically this this media outlet had just gone, had worked their way backwards like it was the end of Saw. Oh, and yeah. they were just like, okay, okay. There, are, there, cross. there are There's four Canadian ski cross competitors. Only one of them is 35 because it said the age of the person, oh, like, totally. which is Dave Duncan. Which is Dave Duncan. And we're like, oh, snap. It's, it's so... Sherlock, going hard. It's so fucking good. Um... Yeah, but but like they've all released um, this shit. That apology that I read out wasn't from Dave Duncan. Oh. That was from his fucking coach oh. who was just riding in the car. He wasn't even driving. Oh, wow. I assume that Dave Duncan's uh, original statement reads something like, So he'll sober up sometime in 2019 <laughs> and give a statement to the press. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. It's so good. So, and who knows? Maybe that could be us tonight. It, it could well be. It could well be. Speaking of which, we have to get fucking moving. We do. So, Donut Spotlight. Yep. Mate, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be the uh, Winter Olympics if we didn't round off with one of the powerhouse Minnow Nations, New Zealand. Hey. Yeah. So, looking through this was actually fucking fascinating because they've been at uh, at most of the Olympics since 52. Yep. Which is a fair few. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Their first, uh, first medal came in 1992, so after 40 years, in alpine skiing, which was a silver. Mm-hmm. Then 26 years until, obviously, uh, Nico. Zoe and Nico mm. got bronzes in this Olympics. Yep. Do you know who, outside of those medalists, is the most storied New Zealand Winter Olympian of all time? No. Peter Michael. Oh, <laughs> the man. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Holy shit. He has two fourth place finishes, and that is more than any other Kiwi in the history of the Winter Olympics. Wow. Yep. Fuck it. He is, he is the, the most unlucky of the <sighs> Kiwis, but also that's a, he's, he's a two-time gallium, gallium medal winner. Yeah. No, and that, I, I, that I think he'd be happy with it, and we'll ask him about it. We fucking will ask him about it. We will. So uh, the only other thing with the Kiwis is um, it's sort of it's sort of a Summer Olympics um, jaunt, but the Australian media got fucking stuck into the Kiwis at the Los Angeles um, Olympics in '84. Yeah, and they were they were like printing shit about how the Kiwis were sitting down on the job and uh, and their their uh, Olympic efforts were um, tongue in cheekly 
uh, classic New Zealand. <laughs> and this was pre-games. Yeah. Guess what the Kiwis did? What? Came out, came eighth on the medal tally and beat Australia. Oh! <laughs> and then for four years... Just fucking printed articles about how Australia was shit at the Olympics. Yes. It was some, some of the most salty journalism on both sides. Yeah. To the, to the victor go the spoils. Yeah. The Kiwi media fucking did not relent. Just skewered them. Till 88. Cause that's only happened twice in the history of all Olympics. New Zealand beating Australia. Yeah. 76 and 84. They're the only two times. And in 76, Australia didn't win a medal. At all. Nah. Fucking horrible showing. But 76 and 84, the Kiwis beat the Aussies. So for some reason in 84 pre-games, Aussies decided to go the Kiwis and the Kiwis had their fucking best games ever. You know how I feel about the Australian media and the Olympics together. So I'm not going to go there. God, I hope we run into Hamish McLaughlin tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I have words for him. (laughs) And most of them start with F. All right. Father! <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. All right, well, we are going to go sink a thousand beers with the Mullet Lord and we'll come back to you with our very final episode yep. tomorrow. Absolutely. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.